BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, and we're back, guys. Sorry about that. Um, we have no idea what happened there. Um, but we were talking DC, so we can pretty much just get back into the swing of things. What were you saying, Juwan? I was pointing out how. Wait, I think this is either Dane or Nick. Dane or Nick? Nick or Dane? Hey! It's Dane! Um, I'm here! Let's get, let's get, I'm gonna put Nick back in. Wait, hold on, hold on, wait, hold on. Nick, I'm putting you back in. Flip Nick Thank the God, ruler. man. I was, I was having to watch the fucking, like, all the shit going on right now with these riots in airports because Trump's a fucking idiot, man. They're glad to be back. Yeah. <laughs> We need wait. We need a sound bite that we can just play like every ten minutes of Trump's fucking idiot. Just let the world know. Just let the world know in case there's anybody that's just like not knowing of that. Um, but let's get back into our, our our DC talk, guys. We were talking about Zack Snyder's uh, quote on Superman and Justice League, saying that his presence and lack of presence are big story points. Uh, as I was stating before, I thought that when the dust was shaking on top of his grave, on top of his uh, casket, rather, uh, that that could have been easily a boom tube, sucking him up to Apocalypse, um, where Steppenwolf and Darkseid are working on him to bring him back as their weapon. Um, and I would love to see in the second half, where he's back physically, um we get to see Superman in all black taking on Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Flash, and Batman. And you have Batman trying to, like, reason with him, like, listen, it's, it's me, you know, it's me. You remember, you remember, Martha, you remember? Martha, right? Um, you know, <laughs> them kind of going back and forth. Honestly, I just want to see Jason Momoa and all of his badassery versus Henry Cavill going evil. I'd love Hell, yeah. That. 
things, that yep. would be possibly – that would kill the show. Um, so I would well, love and that. And another thing, too, that would, that would be like – that would be a cool illusion um, on Snyder's part, like lack of presence. Like we think maybe – lack of presence meaning a lack of a physical presence, but maybe it could also mean like a lack of his mental presence because what we're seeing is not really Superman. It's like, you know what I mean? So that that could be even a more cryptic uh, uh, bit of information than than what we initially think. I mean, absolutely. Nick, actually, I'll, I'll pass the baton to you. Go right into your uh, your thoughts on, on his quote and um, what you think that means for the, for the Justice League, though. So. Uh, well, I mean, I, I I really just kind of thought about that with what you were saying. Um, so, I mean, I would totally be on board with that. I think it would be cool. Now, I I will say that um, you know I don't I don't want it necessarily for the whole movie, but like let's say you get the first act of Batman and Wonder Woman, uh, you know, rounding up the team and everything. You get the second act of Superman coming back, and they have to fight him, and then you get the third act of them figuring that situation out and then the whole team is now together to take on I guess Steppenwolf um, I guess would be who they're taking on um, yeah so yeah I mean that, that would be that would be pretty cool and it would set up a very definitive first second and third act that I think would work really well so um, so yeah I mean I think that would be awesome a- absolutely I, I'm I'm right there with you I, I just when you say could it be a lack of his mental presence? That really gets me thinking because it could just be a mindless body, you know, uh, acting out the orders of dark side. Um, so that well, yeah, and it would, and it would, yeah, and it would, it would take, you know, I mean, I, I, I know that y'all are probably a lot more familiar with the, the aftermath of the death of Superman in the comics, but it would kind of take that to, um, it would be, it would be taking parts of that, um, to, to implement. Obviously, I don't think you would have the, the different Superman clones and that kind of thing. Uh, I don't think they'll go that route. Um, but but maybe, um, I mean, maybe that's what this Superman will be, or like we were saying, like some kind of possessed Superman. Um, but I think that would be an interesting way for them to further adapt the comic book storyline um, that they, you know, that Snyder kind of implemented at first. And I could definitely see like since this is still kind of the carrying of his vision, I could kind of see that being used um, in this film. So, and I, you know, I'd be interested to see that. I mean, the thing is, like, even with BVS and everything, like, uh, you know, the, the, um, like, I, f- I feel like as far as like most of what Snyder's vision was, like, I have no pro, I had no problem with just the implementation of it. So the, I mean, if if that is the vision, if they implement it well, it could work out awesomely. So, but well, I guess, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. We will have to wait and see because unlike Marvel, there is no blind faith in Zack Snyder like we have in um, Kevin Feige. Uh, yeah. Dane, what are, your, what are your thoughts on the uh, Zack Snyder quote about Superman and Justice League? Well, my, my thoughts on the quote um are basically that uh, I think that it, it will be a lot like what you guys are saying, a combination of it. I've also thought that theory about the boom tube opening up is what happens. I really like that idea um, just because it gives us a chance for them to turn Superman into something to fight within the third act uh, of the film, you know, kind of put him against the guys basically and, and show off how, how powerful Superman is. Like even if he squares off against Aquaman, 
it's not going to be good on Aquaman's end. So it would be cool to see, like, Superman cut loose. Um, I just hope there's lack of presence. Like, I just don't want it to get to a point within the movie where there's a fucking quote between each guy, like, Batman's talking to Wonder Woman, like, you know, Superman's presence within us makes us better heroes. And it keeps on happening, like, an, uh, you know, overgoing theme, like the Flash, like, well, hopefully that we can bring, our, you know, a goodness, that, like, Superman, because he was so noble. Like, I don't want to hear bullshit like that, like the fucking Hallmark movie. So, I don't think it's going to, but I'm just saying, you know, we don't need to be reminded constantly. Um, and his presence at the end of the movie, yeah, he's going to come back, he's going to kick ass, and whatever happens and who they're fighting, he's going to beat the shit out of and be the winner and come back more so as the Superman that hopefully all of us want. Um, but I actually think that there's a good chance that this Superman's dead um, and Apocalypse has made their own clone and he's going to be played by Nicolas Cage. So uh, you guys uh, stay tuned for that. Um, that would honestly be single-handedly the worst, best thing DC could ever do. Worse, needs uh, the money, man. We all know he needs the money. I was, I was about to say it's, it's, right. it's horrible in the sense of no he one would be Wonder expecting that. Everyone would hate that. It's great in the sense of we would all get a kick out of that. <laughs> like they just put Nicholas Cage in the Superman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ain't always dropping, uh, <laughs> always <laughs> dropping gems. Um. <laughs> Joel, what are your thoughts on Zack Snyder's quote? What are my thoughts? I'm like, he didn't say anything that was surprising to me. Right. Uh, yeah, I do believe he'll be dead in the beginning and alive at the end. I do. I don't know if I really want to see him be a villain in this movie. I, I think that, but because of the potential of him coming among the drones, just like in the vision, the nightmare vision, right? I guess it's possible. Well. He wasn't a mindless drone in, know, the, in the vision. But he was it was the injustice. It was right, basically right. the injustice storyline. Right. But, you know, it work out the way they wanted, so they want to go no. towards the light. Yes. So I expect to see the light in this movie, especially at the end of this movie, <laughs> or at least the second half of this movie. Well, like, like, I keep reiterating this because I think it's something that needs to be said. A lot of kids who went to go see these yes, whose parents didn't know it was going to be that dark, and then he died. Mm-hmm. My dad said when he went, he went twice to go see. Told him he was dumb for it. I paid both three times. times. He paid both times. I paid all three times. I paid none of my three times that I went. No, but all jokes aside, um, he said when he went all three times and there were kids there, they were crying at him. Superman died. They didn't realize like we That's knew that he was coming back. <laughs> but, I, but I'm saying it's as far as when you go, I want to lighten it up. Right. They're not lightening right. it up for us. There's a lot of people because we want it dark. They're lightening it up for the kids. The kids right. want to be like Oh, tell them to go play Mortal Kombat and stop crying, little kids. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, I think I think where we need to. And I'm gonna slightly go off topic a little bit. I think where we need to give Marvel credit is that they've shown they can make success in the light and in the dark. Light being their mainstream film, dark being their Netflix series, which are go very dark. dark. Right. Or you're making the yep. bold right. choices in DC to go dark. And, and I'm saying DC, I think, DC kind of doubled down. Their shows are dark as shit. I mean, Flash has someone dying every other Wednesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Arrow, <laughs> Arrow, the first two seasons, Oliver was throwing the shit out of Arrow was dark in the beginning. So what yeah. I'm saying is those shows are darker. Then you get the Supergirl that gives you the light. Yep. Then you get the legend that gives you the light, light yeah. and comedy. 
And now I think the problem that they're having is you have your television universe that's dark and your movie universe that's dark. They both can't be dark. Their television so dark. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying they, they started off. They started off. Flash and Arrow started off. They all dark. come from the same branch. From right. The dark Knight. Right. Where Nolan Burton started. Right. But that's what I'm saying. So now I think WB is like, no, no, no. We need to kind of, something needs to be lighter. Let's mix it up. Let's change it up. So as you see, Arrow's gotten a lot, a lot more lighthearted. Um, with, with some of the comedy exactly. as, uh, as, aspects and stuff like that. Oliver's not just going around slitting throats like he did in season one. Um, right. So a lot of things are different now. So, um, Gerald, what are your thoughts on... What are your thoughts? Because I almost forgot what I was going to say, and then I was like, oh, that's what I to call on me. Yeah. No, I did not. I'm going to purposely <laughs> save you for last. I'll tell you why later. But go ahead. What are your thoughts? On Zack um, Snyder's post about Superman and Justice. Honestly, I think it's, it's going to be. Have you ever seen a Superman animated series where Lex yeah. Luthor created a clone of Superman? Yes. Yeah. Zaro? No, not Zaro. <laughs> there were two versions of that. Yeah. Zaro, and then he actually made a perfect clone of Superman to where he had like a kryptonite bomb in his clone's head, and Superman wound up going, okay, he's basically the Ultron of that universe. Basically, like, the only way to ensure peace on Earth is by enslavement. And I think, and it's also an episode of Justice League where uh, Darkseid, you know, comes to the Earth and like, listen, I need your help. And Brainiac is clucking all the, I remember the, the stuff from my planet. Yep. And there's a scene where Batman, one of Batman's greatest lines, is like, yeah, he humiliated you. He made you basically his bitch. Cry me a river. I want to see Batman say that to Superman when Superman snaps out of, you know, dark side, like, you know, mind thing. It's just like Batman, you know, Ben Affleck, you know, with all his afflessness and shit just walks up <laughs> and to, like, you know, Henry Cavell and like, listen, he was his bitch for five minutes. So what? Let's get the job done. Let's get it over with. But do you feel, do you feel because of the change of, of life that Batman went through at the end of BBS, that when he comes back, it'll be too buddy-buddy? No. no I don't think do you think Batman buddy, will still buddy. give him that raw and edginess, or do you I think mean, it'll be like... He just won't try to kill him. Martha, high five! Batman, if you watch any, never mentioned Martha any DC Okay, what, have you ever seen the Batman Superman movies? Uh, of course. Yeah. I love them all. The Public Enemy. That yeah. was the Apocalypse. Okay. The animated series one. Yeah. Okay, remember when, okay, there's two heroes. The, 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 the Asian kid's name is Hero. There's one that takes place in the Marvel Universe, and there's one that takes place in the DC Universe, which is AKA the Toy Man, which is the Asian kid Hero. Have you ever seen uh, uh, Marvel's um, Big Hero 6? Yeah. Wait, okay, that's the same character. Oh, yeah, it's the same character just in two different universes. And there's a scene where Batman flies up and this megazord of Batman and Superman combined oh, into one. Robot, yeah. yeah. And he goes up and it explodes. He goes, and Superman just grabs uh, and goes, that was my best friend. I believe throughout the series of the, you know, the DCU, they're, they're going to have, like, you know, that love-hate relationship. Right. By the end of the day, it's going to be like, all right, 
Superman's my boy. I gotta go. Start All right. Trying to kill each other now. Yeah. Buddy, buddy. We have we have our special guest hey. waiting to be put on. Um, we are about to put on uh someone that is an amazing talent uh out there today. His name is Les. He is a director producer who has. Can you guys wait until I'm done? God damn. We're gonna do the new day. He is a director producer who has been in the game for over ten years. Who has directed music videos for major labels like Def Jam, Interscope, and Atlantic Records. Wes has obtained over 2 million followers collectively with his creative and comedic content. Wes has also done social media campaigns for Coca-Cola, Capitol Records, Microsoft, Kmart, Segway, Toyota, and Xbox. So without further ado, we will be bringing on Wes. about you know DC making the movies dark and making the the or making the which one was it making the Netflix series dark and the other stuff lighthearted. Well, we were saying how DC kind of has its movie universe and its CW TV shows kind of kind of uh, similar in its darker tone. Exactly. Well, I mean, I don't know. I hate I hate Arrow. I know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All the way, 100%. I don't like any of the characters. Like, all the dialogue. Like, after season one, I think it just... No, after season two, it just went downhill. Like, and they just keep making this show, and I just want them to stop. <laughs> hey, I'm well, with him, ask- man. I'm with him. <laughs> let, let me ask I you this. Like, well, I, I will... Go ahead. I mean, I do like, I like Slash, and I heard you guys saying, you know, every week they have a bad guy, an adversary that he has to beat. Um, I didn't like the end of uh, season two. Um, it just was completely unrealistic with, like, Wells firing the gun and Joe kicking uh, Zoom into the vortex. I was like, what? What's going on here? Did, like, it, it showed me that it was a real soap opera, but I still really enjoy that show. Supergirl is, meh, you know, like, some things are cool, but, you know, and Legends of Tomorrow, I'm just like, why? Why them, and why do I care, you know? Like, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I, I really I like that. I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, really, I really appreciate that, like that, that viewpoint, mainly because we're always surrounded with each other, and we all love the show. So right. no one, no one has yeah. a view outside of the fact that we love yeah, it. Yeah, so humble much. my ass. So it's it's kind of yeah. it's kind of refreshing to hear another from the other side, someone, someone that's not that big of a fan of something that we all love dear. Uh, um, but you know, which Nick, one, wait, which one but, do you guys love the most? Well, me I personally, I thing. love Arrow the most, mainly because oh. I feel as though. <laughs> I would say the Flash, but the Flash, I don't like the idea of whenever Barry goes up against a villain, instead of like digging deep and running faster, he has to hit his his phone in his ear for okay. someone to tell him, Barry, I love you and you can do it. Okay, all right, let me go well, do it. He's, he's, he's a mama's boy. 
true. He's a mother boy, you know, he has, he has <laughs> very deep, deep-rooted emotional issues. He has very deep-rooted emotional issues. I'm just, I just can't get past the fact. This is what I can't get past the fact of. You'll never be my father, Marlon. I hate that. I absolutely <laughs> hate I hate, hate Laurel. Um, I hate I hate Ollie and his monologues. Like, you know, Eagle, I, I'm trying my hardest. And, I, and if Felicity cries one more time, I'm breaking every piece of equipment in my house. I just can't do it. All the care, and I'm so glad. Like, just when you think Laurel's gone, she comes back. It's just, I just, I don't like any of them. I don't like any of them. <laughs> Well, while we have you, let me ask you your thoughts on. We were also talking about Justice League. Um, Zack yeah. Snyder came out came out and gave us a little quote about um, Superman that I'll reread to you. He came out and said yeah, that Superman does. Oh, okay, okay, perfect. So you heard yeah, the whole I read, presence I read, I read, and lack of presence. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? I just think Zack Snyder isn't the guy for these movies. He's great at action. The storytelling is just not his forte. So him telling the Justice League story, it's just going to be a clusterfuck, personally. If they're going to go with, you know, Superman in a black suit and everything like that, like, I think that's, I hope they go there. But I just think, like, we're going to be watching a bunch of, like, moments that do not necessarily connect. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's my problem with with Schneider and everything that he does. Outside of 300, you know? Like, Absolutely. And, I, and Watchmen. And Watchmen, yeah. Like, I was talking, I was over at um, Legendary Pictures one day. I think I was at Legendary. Yeah, I was at Legendary. And I'm like, yo, what, what was up with Superman versus Batman? And the guy sat there and he's like, look, man, honestly, when, we, when they think about it, they think about, they're like, you know, Zack Snyder, he did uh, 300. Then Zach went in and he's like, hey, guys, I got this film. It's called Watchmen. They're like, well, you did 300. All right, cool. Let's do Watchmen. Watchmen comes out. They're like, yeah, that was kind of weird. But you know what? You did 300. Then he's like, hey, listen, I got I got Sucker Punch. Let's let's do that, you know? And they're like, you know what? You did 300. Watchmen was like, uh, wait, you know what? You did 300. So let's go ahead and do Sucker Punch. What the F was Sucker Punch? You know what I mean? <laughs> what, what was <laughs> Yes. No one knows. Then, then, then they bring him in. They bring him in one more time. But guess who they got with him? He has Christopher Nolan champion him. Like yo, like I, I'll help guide this project into the right direction for Superman. And they did, you know, they did okay. They did, you know, Christopher Nolan style anomaly storytelling, and you know, Zack Snyder's like action. And I actually enjoyed that first Superman. Now, yeah. Batman mm-hmm. versus Superman, they just, I mean, no. That's, you that's can tell Nolan checked out. Yeah, he he was not there at all. Like it was like what what is this? What are we watching? You know what I mean? And then then it goes. They're giving him Justice League one and two, and I'm just like, uh, I don't know if I can really invest. I'm gonna watch it just because I have to, and I feel like I could do a better <laughs> job. But, but it's just like you know, like dang man, you know, and like. You know, when I watch behind the scenes on Snyder and with how he says, you know, he just he listens to the soundtrack of the movie to, to write and get in the zone, I can appreciate that. But I can appreciate the fact that people around him 
will not just be honest with him and be like, listen, man, no. No. You're not, you're not, no. You know what I mean? You like, know, let's, let's find somebody else. I wanted to bring up something that you mentioned earlier, how you don't think Zack Snyder should be at the helm of this. I see Zack yeah. as more of like an offensive coordinator. He's great at specifically action and visual. As far as yep. being the head of everything, that should have been like a Christopher Nolan. That should have been somebody else. A I Jeff John. I don't feel like somebody. Nolan, I don't feel like Nolan's the guy either. Like for that, cause this is the thing. You, I I feel like you have to, the reason why Marvel works is because the dude that's ahead of that, he's passionate. He cares. He cares about the Marvel universe and you know following that specific storyline. That's not. He don't care. He doesn't. He's just like, ah, let's just do it like this. You know what I mean? Like that, you can tell. And that's why everyone's pissed off because it's like, yo, we've been reading these comics and, and watching these things for so many years, and you're just going to F off the whole storyline, you know, and just do your own thing. I just, I well, can't. Like, and like you said, he's not really a good storyteller. The reason 300 yeah. works is because the story was already there. The reason Watchmen works on most levels is because the story was already there. The reason yeah. that, you know, Superman worked a little less than even those two, Man of Steel, rather, was because Nolan was there to help him with the story. But, like, as far as just, like, coming up with a story on his own, you got Sucker Punch, you got BVS. Neither one of those are very good at, at storytelling. And then you know what else You know what else uh, bugs me? Is they're like, yo, we had to, this film was three hours, and we had to cut so much out, wait to the extended cut. And you get the extended cut, and you get, like, 30 seconds of maybe an exterior shot of a building and a storyline that you don't even care about. And I was like, yo, y'all just, y'all just took all my money. Y'all took all my money. (laughs) Yeah, that was exactly what Suicide Squad was. But my my question to you is... Don't even get me started on that. It was an editing nightmare. We just got... It was an editing nightmare. It was a music video. Like a 90s music video. Um... (laughs) So we we just got we we just got word that the Flash movie is going to be rewritten by Joby Harrell. So my question to you, Wes, is with with all these changes that we're seeing, where a director comes in, the director comes out, Ben Affleck doesn't even have a script done or even written. They don't know what they're going to choose. Blah blah blah. Are you starting, or is this something that you already established? Are you starting to lose faith in the DC Cinematic Universe? I feel like the DC Cinematic Universe needs me. I feel like I need to come in <laughs> and direct those films. Honestly, like that that's what I'm working towards to get that opportunity. I'm in a I'm in a group chat and I talk to Michael B. Jordan pretty often and you know, like he's enjoying his time on set right now for, for Black Panther. You know, just gearing up and, and getting into it. And I'm just like, yo, I, I want that same opportunity as D C is the one like if I don't get it in this next two years, like I have to get it when they start doing Young Justice. Even if they, if they're not even thinking about it, like please give me that, give me that at least, you know, because I just do not see any of these being like really that good. I think Ben Affleck's gonna kill Batman. I think he'll kill that. I I think that's gonna be dope, but. Justice League and, you know, Flash, the, the thing the thing about these movies is, you know, you have to be willing to be 
puppet as a director. That's what Ryan Coogler is doing, especially with with these with these films because they have such a hierarchy. And I would I'd be down to be the puppet, but like you have to know how to play the game. That's why the directors keep dropping out because they're just like, no, I want to do it my way, and they're just gonna they're gonna butt heads. You have to like you have to play people's likes, you know what I mean, in this game, and then you know shoot what they want, but you know do a safety for what you what you need. You know what you need. You know what I mean? If you really care about the product. I mean, I was hearing that one of the, the scripts that they had was was for Flashpoint. And Warner Brothers wasn't ready to go down that, that, that path of a Flashpoint. Well, I mean, DVS gave us some Flashpoint when he came back in time yeah. to, to tell Bruce that, you know, you were right, Superman, you know, Lois is the key. So they should have even... They shouldn't have even put that inside that film. Thank you. Why, nope. why would you guys do this right now? It, it made no sense. What made no sense was, was first of all, uh, Bruce Wayne falling asleep and dreaming of injustice and then waking up to Flashpoint. Like, where were your stories going there? Like, it really made no Man. sense. They want to they yeah. do injustice. Like, they want to inflict the injustice storyline so bad, but I'm just like, why? They just, they, you know what I mean? Like, this is the first time Batman. First of all, Gotham City is not across the street from Metropolis. When did that happen? I don't they know. They did it for that convenience. Means. They did it for convenience, set it up so it would be like San Francisco and Oakland. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I, in, in my mind, you know, I never pictured them next to each other, but I never pictured them hella far from each other. So I was like, Wait, they're right next door? What? What's going on? Yeah, they were they were never next door, but think about that final scene where oh, Lex pointed pointed over to the bat symbol. That scene doesn't Ooh. work if, you know, Gotham City is thousands of miles, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So I guess Zach did it for convenience. He yeah. did it so it fit his story. He got lazy, is what yeah. it seems like. Instead of actually Man. trying to draw out the, the conflict between the two. He's like, nah, just have it be next door. And, you know, quick, Batman's doing all these things. It, it's a quick quick trip, you know, not that far. So um, yeah. I do want to ask you this, because I know a lot of people despise it. How much did you hate the Martha Martha scene? Or did it not bother you that much? Uh, the Mar- it was just, it was weird. It was like, it was like, yo, he's whooping him. But like, he's whooping him so hard, and he's like, Martha, what? Why did you say Martha? Well, I was like, all right, this really, like, I would not have heard Martha at all, like, when I'm whooping someone. I wouldn't hear it, so I was like, I was just, I, I remember just sitting in the theater just shaking my head like, yo, okay. Like, at this level of the game, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we've been waiting for this since we were kids. And at this level of the game, you just do not have any... There's no room for mistakes. This is the superhero time. You know what I mean? Like this is the wave. You got to get that shit right. Nice. You know, it's got to it's got to be dope all the way through. And the fact that both their names were Martha, like I never knew that. I didn't care to know that. But you know, the fact that they point that out, and this is the this is the turning point to where we're friends now. I was like, all right, you guys, are, you guys are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yep. see, I mean. I think I think I was more upset about the fact that it's called Batman v Superman, and we didn't get them fighting for like the last thirty minutes of the movie. I don't know. That bothered me. It, I, like, I did appreciate fought, the fight. I, I thought they should have fought right after the gala. 
I thought you missed an opportunity there. Because that was when Clark realized, you know, that Batman is Bruce Wayne. So that would have been the perfect moment for him to kind of stop him outside before he left, like, see or whatever, and kind of brought out the fact that he knows he's Batman. And then from there, they could have escalated that, like, tenfold and then gotten that fight then. Instead of showing Superman rescue the world, for what? 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 What did? I should what did know that he was saving people. Well, we know Superman saves Not people on a regular. Everyone said that he doesn't save people. There are people that literally say that that they watch the movie like, oh, he doesn't do anything. He's just mope. Well, <laughs> but too bad. The movie's supposed wait, to be wait, Batman wait. fighting Superman. Wait, they said what? Well, Joel was pointing out that a lot of uh, people were saying that Superman didn't save anybody. He wasn't really saving people between uh, with Man of Steel and BVS. Oh, oh. In both movies, he saved people. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he was kind yeah, of... Yeah, he just looks, he just looks like he's sad doing it. That's the thing. Like, he looks like yeah. he's like... Oh man, this is such a like burden. I just want to go oh, home and be with Lois. I just want to go yeah, home with he, Lois he right now. I never, I never look at it that way. But yeah, he does, he does come off that way, like he's sad doing all this stuff. Or like, it seems like, like when, when he went like, to that one I house, go to Mexico. God, when he went to that one house, <laughs> and they were floating on water, and like he was, he was in the air it's like funny. a god, and the cool. the lady was looking at him. Was it was just all visual. Yeah. Can you hurry up? Saying, when he rescued that, yeah, that, that uh, I think it was that kid from that burning building and all those people were worshiping him, he kind of has that yeah. look on his face like he'd rather be doing anything else but saving. Uh-huh. I'm not saying I'm not yeah. saying he should be smiling, but you're a hero. This is what you want to be doing. It shouldn't so, yeah. look like I'm calling you in the work on your day off because that's the face he was giving yeah. people. God <laughs> damn, man. Oh, here. Yeah. Which, all right, let me ask you, which, which Superman, which Superman would you want to see? Out of all the ones that we, we had over the years, which one would you want to see? The, is Ken, Henry Cavill not the guy? Or like is it just kind of like the direction of no. his attitude? Yeah, see, no, I, like, I, I, I like Henry Cavill. I just think that they need a better uh, – the, the the problem is is the way the character is written, not Henry Cavill. I think he could kill it. If you've seen um, – what's the movie – what's the the Guy Ritchie movie Uncle. he was in? The, the Man from Uncle. Yeah, if you've seen that, he's like charming, suave, like very James Bondish kind of. Like, yeah. um, I mean, he could he could definitely kill it. I mean, he it, they just need to get the get the writing right. They need to they need yeah. to liven him up a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't have an issue with Henry Cavill. You know what it seems like? It seems like Zack Snyder doesn't really care about Henry Cavill. Think about it like this. Or Superman in only, general. He not only had yeah. Superman in his first ever movie in this new DC DCEU kill his villain, you know, with yeah. all the destruction of, of Metropolis, but then rebounded by killing Superman in his own sequel, quote-unquote. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you really, the character you started this franchise with, you're really not giving two shits about. Not only did you strip the majority of the talking line. What do you feel about, when you're talking, it just made me think about, like, yeah, they did kill him. What did you think about how they made Doomsday, how they brought him into life? And I didn't, I did not like how Lex was like a joker. I didn't like that at all. Mm-mm. I don't think anyone. Yeah, does. you know, and I didn't like. It was like Lex Junior. I was like, what? Why? Yeah, that didn't make any sense. But you know, I, me and Dane uh, used to say this all the time. Right after we saw it, 
it seemed like because Jesse Eisenberg did say he originally auditioned for the Riddler. So it seemed like he initially auditioned for Jim. No, no, no. He initially auditioned for the Riddler. When when he was when he was writing the for script movie? for BVS, he originally had in his mind that he was gonna be the uh the he Riddler. Also, he also auditioned for Jimmy. He did also audition for Jimmy. So it seems like he auditioned for Riddler and then Zack Snyder was just like, you know what? That's a perfect performance. I'm just gonna call you Lex Luthor Jr. Because it seems like like he didn't even though we know Lex Luthor Jr. does exist and he kinda has that way about him, it just seems like he was another character besides the one he was supposed to be. And from what yeah. I'm hearing, Justice League, we're getting more of that traditional Lex Everything that we've known. Be more traditional hopefully. Hopefully we get <laughs> the tra- we get the traditional Lex Luthor. That we hopefully, right. like I said, we don't have faith in hey, in, in DC in like we're doing Marvel, right? Eh. No, they're not reactionary. They're very reactionary. They're very reactionary. I'm sorry. They're very reactionary. They are. They are. Um, but it's just yeah. it, it's confusing because it's like just pick something and stick to it and move forward. But I did want I did want to ask you: Do you think that with everything that's going on with the negativity on on DC? Do you think that it's adding too much pressure on James Wan and Ben Affleck? Yeah. Because they're the only two legit going to happen going forward. Like, we know Aquaman's definitely next year. We saw the whole cast together for lunch, for for, for a table read. And we know Ben Affleck, once he gets this, you know, uh, live by the night out of his system, it's full full speed ahead for Batman. So I feel as though it's too much pressure on... Ben Affleck and James Wan, two guys who just want to make really good movies about characters that they love. But now they can't do that because now the franchise is resting on your two movies doing well. And I think that that's yeah. too, much, too much pressure. It is a lot. A lot of pressure on Zack Snyder to deliver a good movie. <laughs> like, really, honestly. Well, I will say he started the pressure. He started the pressure. pressure. He started it. He, did. he started it's it with BBS. It's his own fault. It's his own fault. It, it's a hell of his own making. But now Ben Affleck cool. has to pay for it. And, and Dane did bring up a good point. This guy's trying to promote his movie. Oh, yeah. And they're being asked, <laughs> he's being asked about Batman. So, you know, I, I just I just hope, you know, this movie isn't even fully out of theaters yet. And people are just like, all right, well, it came out. You said, yeah. you said wait till it comes out. It you comes out. What about Batman? Way? Have good movies. Everyone That's it. That's it. Wonder Woman has to hit. And it comes out around the same time as Ugh. Spider-Man Homecoming. So it doesn't even have that much time to do well if it, you know, if it doesn't take Just off that good. weekend. Just be, Just be good. Wes, do you have any faith yeah. in Wonder Woman from the trailer that you saw? Well, um, actually I do. Uh, my friend, one of my good friends who started on YouTube, he was on set and he shot a lot of the... Uh, the action sequences. So I got the opportunity last year to see like the previses and they ended up using a lot of his stuff. Now, as far as the storyline goes, he said that the director was just kind of like, you know, another person that didn't really care, you know, about, about the product. So what we're going to get is basically Captain America one. You know what I mean? Um, okay. Just in terms of, of like, you know, them, them landing in Themyscira, uh, the pilot, and then him finding everybody, and then them going back to fight World War One, you know, and her thinking that it's uh, what's what's her bad guy? I forget her bad guy. 
Aries. Aries and Dr. Poison? Yeah, yeah, Aries. And uh, I think someone ends up being possessed by Aries or Aries is there. And then they defeat him. Then they fight, have to fight, like, this Hitler character. And I remember he was telling me that the conversation in the production room was like, yo, if Wonder Woman beats the main villain, you know, like, this Hitler character, like, he could, you know, she she could just slap him and he'll die. She's like, no, I want to extend the fight out a bit more, and maybe we'll mess around with the geometry of the room and like throw a chair. And I said, I just, I said, what? She said, what? And he was like, yeah, we were just sitting there, like, okay, she does not get it at all. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you know, the, I, the I, I can, scene, huh? I can kind of picture that in my head. The scene that we saw in the trailer where she's lassoing somebody and she's jumping in the air, I feel as though yeah. that's that final battle. That might be that final battle where she's that fighting that yeah. type of guy. Um, but I, from what you're telling me, I personally was not a huge fan of the first Avenger, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. I thought, if yeah. not for Hugo Weaving, it was a very underwhelming move. I thought yeah. Hugo Weaving hands down the best thing to come out of that movie. So from what you're telling me, I'm now I'm now thinking the guy who's playing Ares is probably going to be the best thing to come out of that movie. He's a great actor. Yeah, it's, so, it's, 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 yeah. Like I that's I'm I'm expecting the action to be great, you know, in it. But like the the storyline, you know, like I oh they also told me that Wonder Woman doesn't fly; she just jumps. And I was like, why not? Why doesn't she fly? Like I hate. I hate I hate when they do that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I hate when they, they take, like, elements of a character completely away. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to the fighting. That, I, man, Wes, that's really killing me right now. I hate, because I was able, I was able, yeah. I was able to let that go with Jessica Jones, because in the comics, the running joke was, Don't get me started she on Jessica Jones. She scared the fly. She was just jumping. So I'd be fine if Wonder Woman's just jumping if we get the invisible jet. Fuck the invisible jet. I do not think you're getting that jet. Oh. I, did, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, if they're going to take away the, if they're going to take away her flying, like, them giving her invisible jet, like, I just don't. And Batman Superman. No, she didn't. Was she charged That's at it. him? That wasn't flying. That was a jump. That wasn't a jump. That was a jump. That was a jump. It's a super like jump. Glided to him. Yeah, because she's strong, bro. I will say this. You must have never seen no goddamn birds. You think that's flying. But, um, yeah. no, it's just, that's really upsetting. Her not flying is the equivalent of Christopher Nolan giving us three Batman movies where he's not doing any martial arts. He doesn't kick in not yeah. one goddamn movie. Guess what? Not one. See, I, and you know what? Like the Netflix. <laughs> that just brings me out. When you, when you mentioned Jessica Jones again, here's here's another issue. Like Jessica Jones was boring. Luke Cage. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Jessica, really? You know, Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones fighting. Like the, I liked the the spying aspect of her, of her, but her push fighting. I'm done. Like, her, like, know how to know how to fight, know how to fly. You know, well, like live I, up to I, these characters. I think the biggest thing about Jessica Jones is one in the comics. It was a running joke that she never flew. She was afraid to fly, so she used to always just jump really fucking high. Um, and as far yeah. as the fighting, 
there's not that many story uh, comics of her fighting that much. Like she doesn't have a distinct yeah, fighting learn, doesn't, style. Doesn't she, doesn't she learn how to fight? No, not from. The, she wasn't in that many comics. She had a few on her own, but she was mainly Avengers comics. She's a strong character. Um, she's a strong character. She just hits really hard. Um, she's like she's like a lesser Luke Cage. Um, in, in the aspect of she doesn't really have a fighting style. She'll just punch you really hard. Right, right. The best okay, Luke can do about, is box. What about Luke Cage? You guys enjoyed that? I love I Luke Cage. I loved it. I, I had to go back yep. and watch it numerous times. I did think the the, the final villain was very underwhelming. That could have been a yeah. That that was that would be my one thing too. Like the just the finale in general was a little underwhelming. Yeah. But I love the I love the twist like halfway through the the season. Like I love that. That was just uh, what's his name off. Yeah, like that was perfect because it's like, a a it set it up perfect because I I waited until three o'clock in the morning to start binge watching it, and so like I got through seven episodes and I was like, all right, that seems like a perfect place to like take a break, go to sleep, wake up, and then finish watching. So that was perfect, and I thought it just it provided like a, like just a great uh like mind fuck for the audience, like what, well, and, and then you know well, carried on from there. Let me let me ask you guys this because Wes bringing that up uh, lets me transition into our, our our next topic of should Netflix and the Marvel Cinematic Universe ever mix? And the question is, you know, when when I say that, it's because one doesn't really need the other at all. They're both successful without ever having to cross paths. Um, you hear yeah. about the Avengers or the effects of the Avengers in the Netflix shows, but they're obviously not there and present. So my question to you was, is ever want to see it happen, and do you think it's necessary? I don't think it's necessary. I think what Netflix does good is provide, you know, opportunities for the the unknown characters to develop. So what you, like, this is what I want. I don't want the the main Avenger characters come to Netflix, but I do want the Netflix characters to go to the main screen. You know what I mean? And so if we see them in there, it's like, oh, snap, that's dope. You know, you know what I mean? I, I know Spider-Man mean, I, is like the best, the best place to put them to because they're all in New York. Absolutely. Yeah. But the one thing I, I'll say about that is I think the one thing that becomes tricky about that, because a lot of people were saying how they thought the CW characters should go to the DC Cinematic the one tricky thing about that is when you have the Netflix characters going to the movies, you then get half of your fan base going, well, why can't I see Spider-Man come team up with Daredevil against Kingpin and, and, and Daredevil, you know, season four or whatever? Why can't I see people back and forth? That's the one tricky part about it, but it depends because if you have movie fans that aren't that much of a fan of the Netflix show, it doesn't really bother them. Or if you have vice yeah. versa, if you have people problem, that are fans is, of both. The other problem is the universe that they've created on Netflix is much darker than the the movie universe. It's much darker. Yeah. It's much darker. It's much grittier. You see Daredevil in uh, in Avengers or Spider Man, it just won't match up. You see Luke Cage in there, it won't match up. It'll look out of place. Yeah, I, I, yeah, think, tonal, I think totally, it's very different. Yeah. I think the funniest thing would be, like, Daredevil coming to, you know, Infinity War or whatever, and he's beating this mugger up, and then Cap jumps in and is like, whoa, we don't 
We don't do that. You know, we, we don't go about this. <laughs> yeah, that would work. Daredevil, and Daredevil kind of just goes, well, screw you. This is how I deal with things in my city. You know, so it just, I, I agree with you. As far as tone, it doesn't match up. But there are ways you could do it. If in a Spider-Man movie you introduce Kingpin, you could easily have him like you did in the old animated show where Daredevil and Spider-Man team up, take on Kingpin and Norman Osborn, uh, just for example. So there are ways it could work, but it's there just are, a matter of could work, but how how their contracts are set up is so weird. Like television and and film, it's two different universes. You know, it's two different like shooting schedules. So like, if they're in the middle of shooting like Flash, you know, he can't stop to go into the movie. You know, I mean, the, these conflicts happen all the time in the the, the feature film universes. Their 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 schedules are so much more demanding. Um, then, well, the television universe, for the, especially for these episodic 45-minute uh, episodes, they're literally there from, like, 6 a.m. to, you know, 9 p.m. So there's no time. You know, I'd imagine the same thing with the Netflix universe. However, Netflix, you know, they have a season where they, they just bust everything out over, you know, like a few weeks. Um, right. So it's just it's hard it's hard to get them into into the film. So I'd love to see it, but... It's just, it's never going to happen. Yeah, See, I, I agree. One, one, one thing, oh, I'm sorry, Jordan, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, like, I think one thing that would be cool is if you don't necessarily have to have the characters crossover, but let's say, like, it's infinity, if in Infinity War, like, say Spider-Man segment in Infinity War, like, happens, um, you could see the same thing happening in uh the the uh, Defenders television show. So, like, they're taking on aspects of Infinity War 2, but you never see the characters show up on the big screen just as you never see any of the Avengers show up there. They're just taking on the same, dealing with the same issue that's happening within the thread of that universe. But you just Absolutely. hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I mean, that's pretty much what we've got here about it. That's pretty much what we got from the Netflix show. Uh, Jessica Jones numerous that's times. That's what they got to do in Agents of Shield, though. Agents of Shield to me is like it's a conundrum, and I say that because it's like it exists in the MCU, but like there's no correlation. Like I don't even know if the Avengers know that Coulson's still alive. I don't even know if Fury knows if Coulson is still alive. He does. He does. He does. I didn't watch. Agents. <laughs> but, he, but even Wes is like, yeah. he does. I, I didn't even watch it. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. It's not the best show. It's it, not. But, um, and it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. I have a friend that tried to me to watch it. They're like, yo, after season after season one, it gets really good. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I, don't, I, I just don't care enough to invest in those characters because they don't got powers. For the most part. For the most I mean, part. I mean, there's start. Some of them start to get powers, but I completely agree with you. It is very boring. Um, yeah. I, I do want to. I do want to ask about this because I know Nick and Joel are gonna love this this topic. Um, it was announced uh, by Disney that Star Wars has an official title, The Last Jedi. Um, which people keep going crazy. Oh, does that mean Luke's gonna die? Jedi is a term that could mean more than one. Right. So the last Jedi could be the last group of Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently, they also said that um, the title Tenet something 
Force Awakens, the last. Yeah, the Jedi. Force Awakens, yeah. the last Jedi. Yeah, it it, it could go hand to hand. Um, that is very interesting. I mean, I've always told Nick that I'm holding out hope that we see Kylo and Rey split. They switch. You know. Um, good and Rey right. I mean, because in the Force Awakens, which I watched again today, you know, before you know, before we did our show, when Ky- when that one guard tells Kylo the girl, he gets really, really, really angry, mm-hmm. as if he knows who this girl is, mm-hmm. but he has to make sure. And then when he tells Snoke, Snoke's like, "Bring her to me. Mm-hmm. Let me handle her." So I feel as though Kylo knows of whoever this girl is, because obviously he didn't meet her at at, at that point, so they Mm -hmm. finally fought at the end. Mm -hmm. But I felt as though he knew that someone escaped when he was killing all the other Jedi, when he was training with Luke. He knew one escaped and that she was a girl. He just never thought it would come back to haunt. Right. So um, I'll start with you, Nick. What what are your thoughts on the title, The Last Jedi? Uh, I, I love the title. It took me, like... I didn't love it initially. Like it, it took me like like really taking it in uh, like over the course of like an hour, and then I like I really got on board with it. The one thing that I kind of don't like about it is the the really cool thing about the Star Wars titles is uh, other than you know words like the um, or of like you never get like a major word that appears in multiple titles. Um, so obviously now this changes that. Um, that's just my OCD messing with me though. So once I was once I was able to get over that, that you know we we had Return of the Jedi and the Last Jedi. Like I was I was cool with it. Uh, and then another thing about Kylo Ren, too, in that movie, he said when he when he captures her um, uh, on that um, planet with Maz Kanata, um, he says like when when he's like chasing her in the in the woods or whatnot he says like so you're the girl that you know i've heard so much about so obviously like they're teasing that like well some way or another like he knows he knows about her you know there's there's something going on um to where he knows now obviously i don't think i don't necessarily i've seen so many different theories i've given up on trying to figure it out like i'm just like i'm just gonna wait and they'll they'll fucking tell me like that, then I'm I'm cool with that. Like that's fine. Um, but as far as the title, I, I love it. I just hope, um, and, and I don't really, I'm not too scared that they're going to do this. I just hope they don't kill off Luke Skywalker um, because we already had to go a whole episode without seeing Luke Skywalker. So yeah. I want to get him for episode eight and nine, um, yeah. preferably. It, you know, like I really think that would be the the way to go. Like don't just kill him off. Um, and uh, and and finally, I, I mentioned this on on uh, Geek Vibes uh, maybe about a, a week ago or so. Um, I want to see Carrie Fisher get first billing. Uh, Harrison Ford got first billing, and the and the other one, and this is going to be the last movie Carrie Fisher's ever in. She means the world to the Star Wars fans, the Star Wars universe. I want to see her get first billing. Absolutely, absolutely. What what are your thoughts on on the title, The Last Jedi? I'll be honest. Um, you know, Star Wars is, hasn't been something I've really invested my time into. Um, but I think that's that's cool. You know, I didn't watch Rogue One. Uh, I watched the one before it. I thought, I heard Rogue One was, like, very underwhelming. So I, I didn't even bother to go see it. Sorry. So sorry. 
<laughs> no, nah, dude, it's all good. It's whatever floats your boat or rocks your cantaloupe, you know. Like it's it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I don't know. Like I like I like the episodes of Star Wars, and I heard that's like the the worst worst thing to like. So I'm just like, you know what? Maybe this isn't this isn't for me. I don't know. I mean, I, to but me, it's to I, me Star I just, Wars. I feel the deep vibes. <laughs> to me, to me, Star Wars has always been an acquired taste. Um, because I, I, I can't understand how people get into Star Trek. So I can definitely understand how, you know, some people don't get into Star Wars. Even though Star Wars, hands down, is way better than Star Trek. But whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do. Well, and the other thing too is we all saw it when we were kids. So if you didn't watch it when you were a kid and you're trying to get into it later on, I don't feel like it's nearly as easy to, like, get caught up in, in Star Wars. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I think the worst thing you could do as, like, a moviegoer trying to get into Star Wars is starting with Phantom Minute. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah. Absolutely. That trilogy, that is, like, the worst thing you could do. You have to start with the original three. Forget that the uh, <laughs> Phantom Minute and, and stuff like that existed and then just go right into The Force Awakens. Um, really? Just completely of, forget about Completely forget about them. Um, Revenge of the Sith was, was somewhat of redeemable of... No, it wasn't. Of, of all of them? No, of all of no, them. No, it wasn't. Of, collectively, it was somewhat redeemable, I guess. No, it wasn't. I mean, I'm sorry. That lightsaber wow. fight at the end... it wasn't. That was classic. That uh, was... Battle at the end was classic. Dude, they, they made that battle take way too fucking long. That that battle should not have taken that long. It took any it took it like it took any emotional investment out of the characters that like you you could have had going in about three minutes in. Like Very then true. then they're just swinging around lightsabers and and not even like connecting blades. Like I know everybody's seen the gifs where it's just like a three or four second long thing where they're just spinning their lightsabers and not even touching. Like the. <laughs> the <laughs> well, okay. Well, I, I hate Revenge of the Sith. I, that's my least favorite of any Star Wars movie. Attack of the Clones is mine, but um, I did want to. Attack of the Clones is the worst one, but my least favorite, the like worst. the one that I hate the most personally, is Revenge of the Revenge Sith. Because Anakin's you. whole arc is butchered. It's, but anyway, I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Wes, I did want to ask you. Um, we did get a Power Rangers trailer and a Logan final trailer. Um, I'm curious. Ooh. What were your thoughts on those two trailers? Well, um, I got to see the first. What was it? Twenty or thirty minutes of Logan already. Um, and Whoa. that. Yeah, I went to this like screening at at Fox, and I saw Logan. I saw a Cure for Wellness. I saw. What was the other one we saw? Forget the last one I saw. Mm-hmm. Planet of the Apes, and I saw. There's one more. It was um, it was like a, it was when they went to space. I forget the last you one. Got to, the Logan, you got to see the first Logan, forty minutes. Yeah, first I feel like it's the first twenty to thirty minutes of Logan and Planet of the Apes and uh, Cure for Wellness. All of them were pretty sick. Logan, I was like, yo, this is intense. Um, I'm not sure where they're gonna go with this. I have an idea where they're gonna go with the story. But, um, you know, there was just certain things about Logan that he just, you know, he couldn't do. 
you know, and I was like, dang, this is this is kind of crazy. It looked good. It's much better than any of the other Logan, you know, Wolverine movies we've seen, especially the second one. Like, if actually both of those ones. Just, I would just not even count those as ever being made and just do the <laughs> X-Men, even though there's, like, a lot of holes in the story, and then go to Logan. Um and I would, I mean, and I would take with Ap- Apocalypse. I'd take the scene out with, you know, the whole like Jean Grey and Logan running in the snow scene. I completely, I just take that whole thing out, and then just go with the other X Men uh, movies that came out, and then Logan. Yeah, and they should have killed off Mystique too. But that's just my opinion. Oh, oh man, they they just they they were just using her for FaceTime. That's all that was. Like, yep. like when they when they do when they do stuff like that, like what they did with Mystique and the Apocalypse one, is the same thing that they did. Uh, it's the same thing that they did in Suicide Squad with trying to make you know the Suicide Squad like likable, you know what I mean? Like likable characters and you know trying to humanize them. And I'm just like, yo, like they're bad guys. Make them bad and just stop it. You know, I don't want to like Deadshot. I don't want to like him. I don't like any of these people. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you want to no, love I, to I, hate them, like, yeah, and that's the yeah, thing. Like, you don't, you don't, you, yeah. you don't, like. So yeah, and oh, and also too, I just think with a thread from Apocalypse, man, like the fact that they were using her character as like kind of a rallying cry for other mutants Terrible. who looked up to her. Like, it would have made so much sense for her to die, and that be the the quintessential reasoning yeah, for make, make them all coming together. Yeah, make her a martyr. Like, and you know, like. Everyone knew she didn't want to be in that movie. So maybe if you had told her, look, hey, we're going to kill you off. Your contract's done. You won't have to do it anymore. Just please don't phone this in. Just just be, try, try. Try a little bit. You know, maybe she would have a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the best performance she would have given was when she died. <laughs> that would have been the most convincing thing she could have done. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, not to mention her last line when she's like coaching up the guys at the end was like one of the worst lines ever, like in any X Men movie or movie in general. Like that was just like, yeah. oh my god, like please shut up. Absolutely. And, and so, a, a, I just feel like Apocalypse, like he could have ended the world at any time, you know. But they made him go through this whole laborious process of getting his four horsemen. I was just like, yo, like. The best, the best thing out of that movie was Quicksilver. His scene, yeah, like, and it was the it was the thing that that felt most out of place too. Like it didn't fit yeah. really with the rest of the movie. Like it was great on its own, but like the, they should have used that and informed the rest of the movie around that and just scrapped right, everything else. Stuff like that, yeah. Like it was. They, I heard they took three months for that scene. Yeah, three months. Three months. Yep. Crazy. Well, Crazy. Wait, I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this, without spoiling anything, you saw the first uh-huh. 20 minutes. Can you give us your opinion on the little girl who plays X-23? Your thoughts on, on, on her performance? Or did you not get that much of her in your first 40 minutes? Oh, uh, you you got, listen, epic. That's all I yeah. can say. Epic. Yeah. Epic. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I, oh, I yeah. talked to someone who also went to go see the first 40 minutes. And they say she's easily the best thing they've ever created in the X-Men universe outside oh, of Hugh Jackman and, and Deadpool. Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine and Deadpool. Yeah. You'd agree to that? She was nasty. She was nasty, oh, yo. I can't wait. <laughs> like, I am so hot. Uh, like, so, yeah. She was legit, man. 
Would you say she was more badass than, than Hit Girl? Ah, yo, that would be that would be a good fight right there. I don't know if you guys ever watched yeah. a superhero beat, but I'd love to see that yeah. fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. That would be amazing. And that, I mean, like, man, that would be a good matchup right there. I mean, all, all be it, if X-23 really wanted to, she could kill Hit Girl in, like, three seconds. Uh, oh, yeah. But I would just like to, because yeah. X-23 isn't a fighter. She's just more of, like, a brawler. If she can corner you, she's like Mike Tyson. If she can corner you, she will kill you. Um, but it's just, it's just hey, a listen, matter of, like, what, what, what they did, What they did right there... I didn't see no brawler. I seen like a straight up man. She was badass, yo. <laughs> yeah, and not to mention, don't ever say Mike Tyson's not a fighter. He's a brawler, dude. Man, Mike Tyson was the best fighter ever. He was more than just a brawler. Ooh. Ooh. But Mike Tyson was more. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so Wes, I want to ask you this on the. I mean, he's no Ali or anything, but you know. True. Anyway. Since that's your thoughts on Logan, did you see the Power Rangers trailer, the the newest one that just came out? What are your thoughts? I did. I, I saw the Power Rangers trailer. I I like it. I'm like at first when I saw the first trailer, I was like, oh man, this is like Chronicle, you know? Like I got Chronicle vibes off of it. And True. then the second one, you know, I I got amped. I was like, yes, all right, it's time. It's time. It's morphing time, and like I'm a big, I'm a big Power Ranger fan. Um, you know, just from the originals, not anything in between. Anything after like, uh, I think maybe like, did Zio come before the Ninja one, or did Zio come? Zio, Zio was way before. Zio was way before. That was. Wait, okay. I'm just saying. After, after the Ninja, was after the Ninja one, after the Ninja before Turbo. Anything after that, I don't care about. Then it came to Dino, Dino Thunder. I like that one where they brought Tommy's back. Anything after that, didn't care for. And then I, I don't care about any other ones, but I got a couple friends that actually became Power Rangers, so I was like, that's sick. So I just support it at that point. But yeah, outside the original, like I'm not really. Sure. I mean, when I saw this trailer, I know a lot of people were gonna like say it doesn't make sense, but when I when I saw this trailer, uh this newest trailer for Power Rangers, I kept thinking in my mind, as long as you can outdo the feeling I got when I first saw the Ivan Ooze movie, as oh. long as you can outdo Ooh. that, Man. I'm set. Listen, I don't think... I loved it. That was such a nostalgic one because, like, their suits and just all yeah. the cults that came out of that, like, it... That one had had that just like yo, I want to be a Power Ranger, like exactly. that's that's the feeling I want to go in. I want to see out of this. I want to feel like yo, I want to be a Power Ranger. That's that's my thing. That's why I said if this movie can make me feel like that, the way that the original movie did, because in the original movie when they're all fighting outside and they can't morph, and then they finally no 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 I'm sorry they're all fighting outside and then they morph. That is possibly one of the dopest. Scene oh, that that scene as that a scene kid that I've ever seen. seen. And then they're like they, flipping. They that. that was so dope. That was so dope. Yeah, that whole that was that really construction site scene was one of the illest scenes. The suits look slick. Like the fighting was slick. The back, all the flipping, like that thing was epic. It that was, was epic. epic. 
It was. You know what's crazy? So, what's crazy is like I'll see um, just walking walking outside my house. I'll see Adam every now and then. Oh, that's like, dope. It's so insane. And uh, you know, like he's he's doing like a bunch of voiceover stuff. So he does like voiceover shows, like, like a lot of the cartoons that are out right now. And it's just it's crazy. I'm like, dude, man, you do not understand like how juiced I was watching you guys on TV. Um, <laughs> it was it was such a cool. great experience, especially as a kid watching that Ivan Ooze movie. It was it was so yeah. dope. Um, especially with him brainwashing the parents and everything. It was just really, really, really dope. Yeah, it was Rocky and Adam. Um, so, okay. <laughs> so this this is one of my favorite topics that, that we had on for today. Um, should superhero movies start to be nominated for best film? The idea for this topic came up. This idea for this topic came up after I saw the first Logan trailer. I was like, yo, this, because we're starting to get superhero movies that don't feel like a superhero movie. Like, if you didn't know the X-Men and who Wolverine was, you'd think it's just like this weird sci-fi western type of feel. And that's, I think, what's going to help in further, uh, you know, the career of superhero movies is for you to give more movies that don't slap you in the face with the, the fact that it's a superhero movie. And Logan, yeah. seeing that first trailer, you don't see the first two trailers and go, oh, it's about superheroes where they save people. You go, what the fuck is this? Why is this girl stabbing people? You know what I'm saying? What's going on? He has blood dripping from his claw. What the hell's going on? You know, it's rated R. So Deadpool also gave you that feel. It's not a superhero movie. He's not saving the day. He's not saving anyone. He's just a guy who has his own agenda. He's going out and wreaking some havoc. That's pretty much all Deadpool was. So the idea yeah. for this topic came up from that. So I, I, I pass it to you before we go to everyone else on the panel. Do you think superhero movies should be nominated for Best Film? And if so, do you have any in mind that you would nominate? I don't have any in mind that I would nominate, but I definitely feel like they should be nominated and considered for, for nomination because, like, there's there's certain there's certain films that have, like, that emotional pull, you know, that it just, you just have to respect it, you know? You, you have to respect it. I, I think uh, I think it should definitely be nominated, especially... What are they nominating right now? They're nominating... Uh, I think Netflix movies are getting nominated. Really? You know? Yeah. Well, they, 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 for, as far as the Oscars, they have to screen in a movie theater for like a week or something like that. Oh, like, okay, yeah. So they can be a Netflix movie, but they have to at least screen like on a big screen for like a week or something, some some kind of the, qualifier the like that, of, as far as the Oscars. The amount of work that's being put into these films, you know, the strenuous work from, you know, from all the actors and directors and just, it's a lot of work, and they're they're hitting on every emotion. You know what I mean? Like I I definitely feel like, you know, there's room for them. I mean, absolutely. So, like I said, just watching what, what was the two Logan trailers like two three minutes uh, a piece. From that mm-hmm. made me feel like this movie should easily be nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, but yeah, the 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 acting that Patrick Stewart gives. Crazy. His performance yeah, I, I is crazy. I could feel that. I could feel Hugh that. Hugh Jackman's performance. 
you can feel that Logan is broken. You know what I mean? You can feel it. You can see it, and it's like, damn, I never, I never want to see him like broken. And like, I hope, I hope they do like flashbacks to like what happened prior to. I hope they do that because last I knew, they fixed everything in Days of Future Past. So yeah, and then that's everything. Their whole timeline is jacked. That's the that's the thing I got a problem with. The whole timeline is jacked. You know, like just like what bothers me the most is like you have the blueprint there. I gotta do is remake it. Like we had X Men, you know, as kids. We had the show. Do that. Just do that. Do that, make that live action or you know, give it to me a little bit more updated, but do that. You know, I don't wanna see all the this I, I will say I defend the first X Men and X Men United. I thought those movies were great. Whoa, X- I really, the I really do. One? No, 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 the not the one? third one. Just, just the first one and the second one. The third one was what the fuck are you doing? Um, yeah, I, I yeah, couldn't wrap I like my head around the, like the, the third one. The first two, two I good. thought were really good. The first, yeah, I think the they that did Brian yeah, I think they realized that it, it should have been a Wolverine-driven film, so oh, that's what they did with the first two. Yeah, that's for Apocalypse, yeah. So, Wolverine um, has, like, uh, the strongest story. Yeah, he has the best story. That's who you should lead with. And, I mean, hands down, outside of Patrick Stewart and maybe Ian McKellen, Hugh Jackman's, like, the next best actor out of everybody that you had in those movies. Um, yeah. But I, I'm I'm curious, Dane. Um, do you think superhero movies should be nominated for best film? And if so, do you have any in mind from, you know, the past movies we've seen, um, that you'd nominate? Um, yeah, I, I think I'm going to give you a vague ass answer. I'm going to, it's, it's based on the quality of the film. Um, I don't know if the genre itself should be represented more. It just, if they make a good movie, that's, you know, has the credentials. Uh, I don't think they should hold it on its merit if it's a genre film. I hate that concept with the uh, the Academy because, you know, it's a lot of older gentlemen and they go for a certain thing. And if they like that quality about it, uh, you know, they like they like basically uh, biopics, uh, a lot of dramas, and that's fine. I love those movies. They end up being great films. But at you know one point in the '70s and in the '80s, you saw a lot of films. Um, that had qualities of, of certain Marvel films. There were political thrillers that got nominated, and there were genre films even to an extent that got nominated. So I just wish that we would hold films on its merit of being a good film itself, but I think that the quality of uh, comic films rely on not so much of being a comic film, but obviously being a good film itself. Uh, the only ones I can really think of that I would say, I don't even know if Deadpool really, even, I was happy it got nominated with the, uh, the Producers Guild, and also Directors Guild for awards uh, for both Miller and Reynolds. But um, I don't even know if I would actually say that that would have really – it would have been weird if Deadpool got any nominations, honestly. It would have been awesome, but the only two were The Avengers and The Dark Knight, uh, just because they were groundbreaking. They were amazing films, start to finish, great stories, uh, and I think they could have qualified. Obviously, The Dark Knight, you know, Heath Ledger got nominated. Um, and the next year, the Academy went from five to ten films potentially to be nominated. So, I think they, I think the Dark Knight basically had something to do with it because, to me, and uh, you know, 
It's my own opinion. I saw a lot of the movies, at least on the list that won that year. I thought The Dark Knight was at least one of the best ones that year. Should have not been nominated. I even thought it was the best. So, basically, it just relies on the film. Going forward, I wish that they would open up their fucking eyes to other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely sure. see that. Nick, what's, what's your thought? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think I'm, I'm pretty much going to echo uh, Dane's answer because I think he hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think if the film is really good, then it it should get a nomination. Um, I, I think especially for the Academy, far too often there there is a bias of, well, this, this isn't our kind of movie. Um, I don't necessarily think that... Um, Deadpool should have been nominated for Best Picture. I do think that Deadpool should have been nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, though. I mean, I feel wholeheartedly that it deserved deserved yeah. that nod. Um, and so, and I feel like more than likely the reason that it didn't was because, well, this doesn't this doesn't really fit the narrative of the Oscars, you know, like kind of this hoity-toity. Um, and yeah, and, and I I don't know. I kind of hate to say that because I mean, uh, there's out of the the five adapted screenplays that were nominated, I mean, they're all good. They're all really good. Um, so, I mean, you have to bump one to put Deadpool on there. But I think, I, I think I would have, I would have put Deadpool on there if I was making a list of the five that I thought you know deserved it. Um, yeah, I think it's the only one that I could I could throw out there is is what Dane said, The Dark Knight. I wouldn't I wouldn't even put The Avengers quite in that category. Um, maybe Winter Soldier. Maybe. Um, but but definitely the Dark Knight just based on just based on how great of a film it is because um, it's not you know, it's not the best presentation of Batman but it is it is one of I, th- I still think that it is the single best movie based on a comic book property um, just objectively speaking it's not my favorite um, V for Vendetta still and always will be my favorite um, but uh, but I think that, that that's definitely one that that deserved the nomination. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely think it's what I, I will say as far as people who are judging these films, I feel as though it should be younger. It shouldn't always be these old farts that, that have these certain movies that they're keying on to. And, you know, these great movies are just swept under the rug. I think movie is movie. Doesn't matter if it's animated, doesn't matter if it's, you know what I'm saying, superhero, whatever. You have to judge it off best performance. So if you watch a Dark Knight and you go, wow, holy shit, was that great? Put it in there. It should fucking be nominated. You know what I'm saying? Universally, everyone thinks it should have been nominated. It was a really great movie. It, it was groundbreaking. Um, I mean, it was a superhero film in a time before we had this. You know, where it's the thing. So for you to do a successful one like that. Um, is groundbreaking, along with the Avengers. That was groundbreaking. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I personally think Winter Soldier, and I'll go as far as to say Civil War, is one of those movies that are up there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, what are your thoughts? I just want, I just want them to start respecting superhero movies. You know, and if they start making good movies, just legit good movies, that are like, like a Logan, that looks like it's going to be like that, then just uh, what it deserves. Mm-hmm. They somehow managed to pull, you know, pull out of that to the Dark Knight. So I think it is possible for them, for them to pass a certain point, but you got to give them reason to. And uh, hopefully that these movies eventually get there. 
for them because they deserve it. A lot some of these movies are really, really just good movies in general. Absolutely. Um, Wes, Wes, before you go, um, thanks again for for joining us tonight. We hope we can have you again. Yeah, um, just let the people know where they can find you, um, and if you want to just say what you're working on next before you go. Yeah, absolutely. You guys can find me on the internet. Just type in what's good, and I should pop up on one of those platforms. Um, I have a lot of a lot of stuff brewing. I'm not sure if you are familiar with my series, If I Was a Power Ranger. Um, coming out with a part two of that continuation, continuing on from the last time. Last time I was a Power Ranger, I I didn't charge my morpher, so um, <laughs> everyone else <laughs> <I> got. <laughs> yeah. My buddies got beat up, and so it's going to be a continuation of that one. Um, I am, I finally am able, my morpher is finally charged, and uh, you're going to see how it looks when I finally transform, if I'm able to transform. And uh, I have another project, but I'm going to wait till it's closer to uh, finished. I'm writing it right now, but it's going to be a very exciting project to release. Um, but yeah. Yeah, man. Awesome, man. Yeah, and for our hey. viewers, that's W U Z good, right? W U Z good. What yeah. good? You guys need to check him out immediately. I've been a fan of this guy for the longest. Um, I actually was sharing hey, with the group your your uh, uh the Black Flash video. Oh, I shared with the group Ooh. and they loved it. They loved it. <laughs> that was um, hilarious. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys checked that out because that's. That's the one I'm working on, but the name has changed. Uh, you know, we we're I'm I got my fingers crossed for it to become something much bigger, and uh, you know, I have some people that are really behind it right now. So we'll see. It's it's coming soon. You know, hey, but man. it's gonna be something really special for sure. Hey, we appreciate it so much. Um, hopefully, we could be in contact for us to do more yeah. things like this. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I'll give you I'll give you my number and we can connect and you know like, you know maybe I, I you know share some offline stuff with you and you know see if you you have any uh, suggestions or see what you guys think about the world and um, yeah, you know I'm ex- I'm excited to put this one together. I I appreciate it so much, man. Awesome. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for that. Um, thank yeah. you again, and we wish you the best on all your projects, buddy. I appreciate it, guys. Keep up, keep up the good work, man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Uh, Thank yeah, you. peace out, man. All right, talk to you guys soon. All right. So, wow, that was what? Um, he is very that knowledgeable. Was cool. I like him. Yeah, very, that, very, was, very that was fun. Um, it, it wasn't like we brought someone on and they were like, yeah, I agree. No, I agree. No. This is someone who knows his shit. He's a, uh, geek. He's, he's a geek. He's geek certified, people. Exactly. He is geek certified. And he is always welcome. Uh, he's very geek minded. Ah, <laughs> he's very good job. with his geek rabble. <laughs> he's very good with his geek rabbling. His vibe is very geeky, too. He has a geek vibe. <laughs> Wait, I may end this great moment because I was trying to I was trying to think of a way to add Dane's rant, but I couldn't, and I didn't want to say it and it oh, fail. <laughs> so I'm sitting here in my mind, like, God damn, I wish I could work Dane's Monday. Dane's rants. I'm gonna bitch about DC <laughs> fans. That's good. It's gonna be fun. 
It's going to be um, great. I'm going to say a lot of horrible things about DC fans. Sorry about that, guys. But I already fucked over the Marvel fans, so it's your turn. I'm going after you. It's your turn. Okay, so I got one or two more topics, and then we can go into uh, ending the show. We went a little, we went a lot later than we usually do because we had that small little mishap um, earlier. So one of the other ones I was thinking about bringing up, and I wish I could have gotten Weston on this, um, if you guys could redeem a character from a superhero movie, any superhero movie, if you could redeem them to bring them into the current continuity, who would it be? I'm going to give you guys a second to think about that because I already have mine. I already have an example. I'll give you an example. <laughs> Dane DeHaan <laughs> as Harry Osborn. Not, not the whole Green Goblin gimmick just him as Harry Osborn and then we could get a better we could get a better under Kevin Feige we would have gotten a way better green uh, green guy so I'm not concerned with that but Dane DeHaan is such a slept on oh I have one and uh okay I'm sorry I'll go right to you then Dane uh Mark Strong as Sinestro I would love to bring him to I don't even care about anything else besides that he was so good as Sinestro he would be perfect still, and it kind of sucks that we lost him out of anything from Green Lantern. Oh. The people agree with you, Dane. Um, that that's a great freaking pick. Good pull. Great, great pick, honestly. But what scares me is I feel You're as welcome. though the <laughs> I feel as though the direction of DC films, stuff as it was that Green Lantern movie, because they were going to start the franchise <laughs> with that Green I'm Lantern. I'm a bit more excited to see. <laughs> I mean, Mark Strong was so popular. So Even though, in my heart of hearts, I still want Luke Evans to get that part. If they came out and said Mark okay. Strong had it, I'd have. Because to me, I picture Mark Strong as my Mister Freeze. So that's the only reason why I'm like, no, give that to Luke. Evans. But I you could do a good what, job with that. If they came out oh, tomorrow yeah. and was like. Mark Strong's our, our uh, Sinestro. I'd be like, I'm down. I, he was the only redeemable uh, uh, person of that of that entire movie. Even though yeah, I, got one, really. I got one. I, Go ahead, Nick. Uh, Kevin Spacey, Lex Luthor. I think. Uh, oh yeah. Like that would just agree. be. Yeah, because I mean, he was he was definitely the 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 shining light of that movie and uh, that that terrible terrible movie. And uh, he's a terrific actor. And, I mean, I, I know, like, a lot of people out there are big uh, House of Cards fans, and I, I've still yet to, to delve into that. But I hear that the Frank Underwood there. character is, is terrific. So. I, I, wow. Because <laughs> you made me think about Superman, was it, Returns. Superman Returns? Wow, that movie was god-awful. Mm-hmm. But he was such a bright star in all of that garbage. Um. Wow, that was really good. So I mean, while Joel's thinking of his, uh, like I was saying before, Dane DeHaan is such a slept-on actor. He's really, mm-hmm. really, he's really, really, really good actor. And I honestly think um, Amazing Spider-Man Two wasn't bad because of him. Like he wasn't uh, one of the bad. No. Well, things. Well, and so the Green Goblin, but that's not his fault. He didn't. He no, didn't write that. Not, out. He he was a very convincing Harry Osborn, and I've never I've never ever thought about a world where we got a Spider-Man movie with no Norman, just Harry. Dane DeHaan, 
showed me that I'd be fine. I'd be fine with a world without Norman if Dane DeHaan's my Harry Osborn. I thought he was a really – I'd love to have him in this Tom Holland uh, <laughs> this Tom Holland universe as something. Not, maybe not Harry. Well, Some guys might say he's too old. But I'd like to see him play some of a villain in this new Spider-Man universe. So I'd like to redeem him to bring him into this Spider-Man universe. Being, I don't know, he'd be a great, uh, what is it, Mysterio? He has that element about him that he could, that he could, do, he could pull that off. Yeah, uh, he could do a lot of things. I could even see him, uh, he's a little young, but I could even see him playing a pretty good um, Cletus Cassidy. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What about James Marsden Absolutely. from Cyclops, since he's one of the guys up for Green Lantern, apparently? Who would you yeah, like to I mean, I think, I think like he bring- would deserve – that's a great one, Dane, because he – like, the, the problem with Cyclops, again, that was the writing. They they, they just didn't know how to write that character. So, but he, like, acted, yeah. he acted really well. He was actually really good. Yeah. And he, he, wasn't, he wasn't horrible in um, – by he wasn't horrible. I don't mean like he was okay. He was really good in, in Westworld. Yeah, very good. In Westworld. You know, yeah. so mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So, Shit, I will mean, give the know. whole entire fucking Fantastic Four cast another chance. Like from the last one with the four yeah. actors they got to play those characters yeah. and Toby Kebbell as Doctor Doom, they got fucked absolutely. over from a bad script and a lot of other things. That, that was a, a good cast, at least to me. Yeah, that yeah, was a well, great cast. I don't know how I felt about uh, what's her name, Katie. Katie Jamie Katie, Bell. Katie, uh, no, Katie, uh, Mara. Katie Mara. Katie Mara. I love her as an actor. I just, I just Mara. think I just think we could find like a few other people that fit Sue Storm better. Um, but I thought everyone else kind of stood out in their individual roles. Maybe it could have just been it could have just been how it was written. She just didn't really stand out to me. But I won't hold that against her if they came out and like. Really? Yeah. I didn't know they, they were together. Wow, that's that's dope. That's, that's dope as hell. Well, it's Michael like B. Jordan. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like that. Michael, Michael B. Jordan already got redeemed. The movie sucked, but we fell in love. Or Electrum and um, Ben Affleck before he cheated that's on her. Before Batman had his. Uh, oh, I like Bat Affair. Hell yes. Kyle People Bell. shit on that movie, but he was a, a, I love a, a silver lining in that. Like he was really good. Really, really good. Really believable. I, I what about Kingpin? Michael Clark Duncan? Ooh, well, if he was alive, yeah. Yeah, obviously. But he was you know good. What? He was he was one good thing about that movie. You know what's weird? And this might be unpopular yeah. um, amongst the people. <laughs> I think he would have done a better job in the Netflix series than uh, the current Vincent D'Onofrio. I love Vincent D'Onofrio. Ooh, I didn't say he was bad. I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know if I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, who who else? You got one? You got one? Anne Hathaway is Catwoman. I thought she was a great Catwoman, but she was actually Catwoman. I she agree. Fat, you know? She yeah. did great in then Dark Knight Rises. Great actress. Great actor, you know, if she was actually Absolutely. Catwoman. Absolutely. You, know, you like to bring what her What about Tom Hardy as Bane? <laughs> I love, I actually like Tom Hardy I love Tom Hardy as Bane. Yeah. I really did. I, did I mean, uh, we even know our president-elect 
loved. Uh, I'm supposed to be Hispanic, but I'm a gay Sean Connery. Yeah, and and Juwan, I'm sorry, he's no longer just the president elect. He's the actual president now. God, God, I'm sorry. help us all. I'm sorry. I, re- I refuse to wake up from that nightmare. He's the <laughs> I don't blame you, brother. President Bane. <laughs> president Bane. No, but okay, so let me ask you this. I'm so President Trump. Trump. Anne Hathaway, would you like to bring her into this current uh, DC continuity, or would you like her to have a jab at Marvel? I wouldn't mind bringing her into the DC. I don't think she would, but that'd be really cool. She'd definitely have a chance at Marvel if she wanted it. Yeah. As well, I have no idea, considering they pretty much casted everything. Casted everything, yeah. I mean, they could find something down the line. (laughs) Oh, what what about Nicolas Cage's Ghost Rider? Oh God, no! I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think he was a product of bad writing. I thought the first one wasn't as horrible as people make it make it out to be. I don't think the second one was as horrible as people. Make it's not too bad. It's I just thought, not that good. I thought he was a. I thought he was a pretty decent ghostwriter. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have any problem with him as ghostwriter. I had a, I had a huge problem with the right. They even made Idris Elba horrible in that second one. That's how horrible the the, the writing was. So I don't blame those movies on Nicolas Cage. I want you to go find it. So we're well, okay. sorry. Redeem Idris as Elba. an actual character. Redeem Idris Elba. They don't since use we Heimdall. We all know Heimdall's horrible. No, or we oh just, yeah. Not, he's too good a talent to be just watching people. Yep. That's, That's the same way I feel about um uh was it Ma Mashal Marshall Ali. There you go. Marshall Ali. Yeah. That was just such a waste well, of a Jamon Hansu is just the Who guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. And he was a yeah. fucking blood diamond. Who? Right, Who? yeah. Jamon Hansu. Yeah. I wanted him for Black Panther. Now he's one of fucking the lackeys. Uh, Ronan. Well, now Ronan's dead now, but I guess it's... You wanted him for Black Panther? Back in the day? Chitele Okafor. Uh, yeah, well, he did, he did the, the voice on the cartoon, too. He's he's my Black Panther. Oh man! Even though I love 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 Chadwick yeah. Boseman, yeah, that other guy is still my Black Panther. Man, for years until uh, Chadwick Boseman stole my heart. But <laughs> he did. He stole the heart of America. Um. So last question, last question, and then we could end it because we went so far on, and I know you guys got stuff you got to get back to. Um. I will ask this. Last question. Um. Wait, should I do last two then? Yeah, let's do both of these. All right, I'm going to do last two then. All right, so first one is, can DC rise above its negativity? uh, It's already clouded in so much negativity. Um, Do you guys think it can rise above it and finally have a successful run? I'll start with you, Danny. All right, well, this will be a good plug for my show again. Uh, just remember, Dane Rants, new episode this Monday. Uh, we'll get released at some point. I'll be bitching at DC fans uh, for just driving me nuts. Um, so getting back into it with DC. To be real, they can. Uh, it just depends on what they're happy with, make, what they're making, basically. Uh, if they're making, you know good money like they are and that's good enough for them and they're not trying to go for a quality of Marvel standards or anything like that or then keep on pumping out the way they are. But if you're saying, do they have a chance to come back and be as good as Marvel? Yes, they fucking do, but they need to make the right advancements, do the right things right now, 
get the right writers and have one central head that's really in control of everything. And, you know, I go over this on my video, uh, you know, with the DC fans. It's just like the whole concept of meddling. You know, when you have too many cooks in the kitchen, it is a bad thing. But realize that, that companies, they, they meddle every single time um, with with uh, projects. Uh, you know, when it's, when it's good and it's done well with the movie, it's a, it's a collaborative effort. But if it's bad, it's meddling. So it's not so much, it's the fact that there's too many people that don't know a direct way of, uh, like, like, to give advice. It's, it's, it's nothing collectively going anywhere. So that's, that's my biggest fucking thing is just, like, allow someone. If it's Jeff Jones, that's fine. If it's Sujihara, that's fine. If it's Affleck, if it's someone else, find that person to be in charge of everything. Structure it. Because don't settle for, you know, being a franchise like a fucking Underworld franchise or a Resident Evil franchise. Or, and they're, they're not that bad, but you know what I'm saying. Like, even Pirates and fucking Transformers, they make a billion no matter what. It shouldn't be just about money. These can be quality films. These are these are the most known fucking heroes, and these are these are huge villains. Like DC has the villains. Just fucking do something with it. So it it it's it's mind boggling. I mean, really, when you're talking about this Flash thing, this is the fucking second writer, and they're getting the fourth director. This is a first page rewrite, which means they're starting over from the beginning, and this movie's supposed to come out in less than a year and a half. Get on top of some shit, you know? Get the fuck, get out of here. Like, and I don't want extended versions to save your goddamn films. Like, this is a joke. Your TV universe, regardless of what everyone was saying beforehand, is doing better than your fucking movie universe. It's being cohesive and, and, and going and flowing and, and interacting with each other. They built it in less time. It's, it's ridiculous. So, if, if Wonder Woman sucks and Justice League is underwhelming, we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably have an anxiety attack and die. <laughs> uh, Nick, you're up next. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean they can they can rise above it. I mean it's kind of like Dane said. I, you know, honestly, I'm not even I'm not even gonna let Wonder Woman and Justice League be the the defining ones for me. It's gonna be what comes after those. The first movie that hits after those movies that were at least already planned out, you know, and they've had to had to do some reevaluating and move some pieces, parts around, work Jeff Johnson, all that kind of stuff. The the first movie that we get after Justice League, which, what is the first movie we get after Justice League? It's not The Flash anymore, uh, so I, I guess know. it would be Aquaman. Yeah, all we Aquaman know is Batman. Aquaman. Yeah, so it'll probably be Aquaman, maybe Batman. But like, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, that's what's gonna. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. Oh, we lost them. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I definitely agree with you guys. Um, Joel, what were your thoughts before I get into mine? Well, I've been dealing with DC negativity for a long time, and it hurts as a fan of DC and a fi- and a guy that really doesn't hate the, the movies that they've made so far. To, to to deal with it because I got to read it and you got to accept it and understand where people are coming from and try when you try to say, cause my problem is there are people that you try to explain your side and they still look at you like you're retarded. But I'm like, I didn't, I didn't hate it as much as you, like I disliked it maybe, but you guys like, like hate, you can feel like, <laughs> You really like hate, hate like I, you want to trash it every time. You Let the about, hate not, flow. Yeah. And I, I don't get that. I don't get that attitude. Cause I love these characters too much to just, just like just, publicly destroy everything that, that comes out of your mouth about it. And it's, now it's a joke. Right. It's always a joke. 
and it upsets me because I, I want them to do good, and I think it starts with positive attitude. And it's hard when the movies come out and they're just average, you know. And it's just now this this is a big year for them. Wonder Woman, Justice, but they, those are movies that are coming out from an old regime. They're still they they tried to turn, but you got to remember these are still movies that were they were being developed at the time where they this old ideal. So you probably won't feel the effects of everything that they're trying to do until after, which is probably Absolutely. Aquaman, you know. Right. But but I really hope that at least Wonder Woman and Justice are good movies. Yeah. They don't have to be great movies, but give me good movies, and yeah. that'll change at least the ideals. See, I disagree with that last part. I agree with everything until that last part. Justice League comes out after Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. If Thor Ragnarok, which I have less faith in than Justice League, um, I don't get how. If, <laughs> if so, well, only because to me the Thor movies haven't I, haven't I, been great. This looks so, so different like, than everything we've done. Well, like. I haven't seen if I if I see a trailer, yeah. then I can be like, you know what, this has a different feel than the rest. Of it. I'm, well, I can only go off. I can way. only go off of a synopsis and, and set photos. That's not enough for you me. You can go off that weird, funny uh, little video with him and like putting the, the I, hammer I, I to guess, bed. I guess that 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 was the director. That, that gave that. me because I hated the first two with also with all that comedy from. Uh, there was that Denning. much comedy. Cat Denning. That was so was much fucking just comedy. Cat Denning. Okay. Well, no. Remember Thor? I'm here for a horse. But it she's kind she's of got nice, beautiful, big eyes. Beautiful big yes, eyes. Yeah, huge eyes. Very huge eyes. Luscious eyes. Um, <laughs> no, but my, my issue is if Thor Ragnarok is gold and Justice League is okay, yeah. I don't have that much faith in, in DC going forward. I still just need it to not be bad. Right, but what I'm saying <laughs> is it, they're in a connection. Uh, yeah, right I'm now. sick of it. You can't uh, be, I'm just you sick can't of, of, of like getting my hopes up and then just being a lo- like, all right. Like even I love Man of Steel, but like even so, it was like, oh, that's good. Like I am such a huge DC fan. I have watched all the cartoon iterations. I have I have grown up with them. I have you know I mean most of the post Crisis on Infinite Earth that was my generation. I read all that shit. It's like you know the Grant Morrison JLA. It just it just drives me nuts. There's so much good content, and it just like it just kind of it seems half ass. It's like even if it's good, it's not a standard, and even not compared to Marvel, it just could be better. It could definitely be fucking right. better. I, and the thing is, I don't I don't hold DC up to Marvel when I when I when I critique them. Right. I don't ever go well, but Marvel right. that that you should never do that. It's it's what I go by is is the movie good. Right. And they haven't been. Right. So it's like Justice League can't be any short than great. Phenomenal is what we hope. The movie is great objective. is acceptable. Like, like great. Great. What is great? Great is, okay, I'll give you an example. <laughs> Civil I'll give you an War example. was great. I'll give you an example. Civil War was great. This is a movie with collective heroes. It should be just as great. Yep. Yep. Should be just as great. And I'm sorry, I don't, I don't want to hear from anybody that goes, well, Marvel had all this time to put these characters together. I, well, DC decided to fast track it. So, from that, I hope it's great. It shouldn't be any less than that. So, all right. Yeah, so, even, our final time. Go ahead, Dane. I was just going to close it out and just say, you know, even uh, the BBS extended version, it was good at best. And that was a movie with Batman and Superman in it for the first fucking time ever on the big screen. Right. That, that That's a joke in concept, you know? Absolutely. So... Our last topic. We had this debate on our page and on our Twitter. Wesley Snipes even got involved in it. Bam. <laughs> I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask everybody. I'm not gonna give a list. I'm gonna just ask you to give me who you think the most 
accurate portrayal in a superhero movie was based on the comics. Based, based, whatever you want to base it off of. If you want to base it off the cartoon or, or whatever. Because sometimes the cartoons aren't direct from the comics. All right. So if you want to, whatever you want to base it off of, I, I, I'm not here to judge. It's okay. your opinion. Okay. So do, do you want to go first? Oh, you want me to start? Sure. Shit. I must probably go, like, I was telling, I was like, you guys put the poll up yesterday, and I'm like, the closest and the most accurate portrayals in terms of character, mm-hmm. maybe not everything, but for the most part, I was really, I think, I thought Ben Abbott's portrayal of Bruce Wayne Batman was super accurate. Mm-hmm. I felt like Ryan Reynolds' portrayal of Deadpool was super accurate, mm-hmm. like, on, on par with what we're used to from right. both characters, like, he hit it on the, you know, right on the head. Right. I think Henry Cowell's is not far off from Superman. They just put him in situations where it's hard to be happy when everyone's dying around you. You know what right. I'm saying? So, I, I'm not, I'm not upset with those portrayals. Yeah. You know? What? Exactly. So it's like. I have no um, idea. <laughs> so no. So so who is your who's your legit pick? Uh, I would probably Ryan Reynolds is that is the most accurate. Okay. Easily. Even though I love Ben Affleck Batman. Um, Dane, how about you? I mean, I think I, I voted for the exact same person. I agree. Ben Affleck would probably be my second favorite. It's um, I but I mean, when it's coming down to it, talking about uh, Wesley Snipes, I will give him complete credit for pulling off the character uh, that I knew right. from the cartoon and the comic books. I mean, yeah, he wasn't British, but I mean, he pulled off the dark edge uh, for the character very well, and so that was sure. pretty cool. I actually have a problem. Uh, with if we're going comic accurate, people picking uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. I think I kind of made that apparent. Uh, yeah, and Hugh that... Jackman as Logan, even. Uh, Wolverine, yeah. I'm sorry. like I love Hugh Jackman, but they're not accurate portrayals at all. They're the characters Absolutely. morphed into the actor. Well, my my issue was that, exactly was, that was my fault. That exactly was my fault. Dang. I should have pointed out that it's whatever you want. Like, because some people could go, well, maybe Robert Downey Jr. is, you know, more like the animated cartoon. Or the you remember I am Iron Man. I don't you don't remember, remember being that? like that though. I know what you're saying, but I don't know. Okay, well I, I'm saying if, if you want to base it off of different things that kind of fit your theory, if you right. don't want to go just off the comic, I get it. I get it. that's why I said Wesley Snipes to me was perfect. That's not my pick, but I'm saying I thought he was perfect, and for you to go, well, you know, Blade was British. Well, what the fuck? Well, okay, there, there are other comics of Blade being like. The Wesley yeah. version. Yeah, he was dark. I mean, Blade. To me, he re- he redefined Blade like Robert Downey Jr. redefined yeah. Tony Stark. Right. Like they made the character. Now the characters of the comics are like them, like them, Which instead of them like the comics. Right. Absolutely. You know. Ben Affleck reversed that. Well, he's like the comic instead right. of the comic adapting to Ben. Exactly. I think but he's one of the. I will Tim say. Tim and Ryan are one of the few that do that. That did that. I'm sorry. I will say that. Um, you know, he wasn't listed, and I think you uh, it was for obvious reasons, but no one will be Superman as as much as how we had him in the comics and in the cartoons uh, later on than Christopher Reeves. Um, I don't think, at least. Uh, I love Henry Cavill's performance, and, you know, I've liked a lot of other people playing that role, but he had the size down, he had, like, the, the charisma, he was completely different from Superman than Clark Kent. Clark Kent was like a big dork, but he made it believable, even though he was a huge fucking guy. Like, I don't think anyone's yeah. going to be able to outdo that to me. Uh, but uh, Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool, I mean, that is dead on. On Deadpool. the money. On the money. My sleeper pick is, um, I forgot his name. 
who starred in Punisher Warzone? Ray Stevenson. I thought that was one of the I, most I always loved that performance, too. Yeah. Accurate portrayals, especially of the Punisher. Yeah, was, uh, out of was, all the iterations that we've gotten, even John Barenthal's Punisher yeah. isn't as accurate as Ray Stevenson's was uh, with really Punisher good. Warzone. With Punisher Warzone, yeah, like they it. opened it up for you to fully do what the Punisher would do. Like when that guy was doing the backflip and he bazookaed him, him that's what the fucking Punisher would do. Now, John yeah. Barenthal might change that in his own series when we see more of just him, but so far, Ray Stevenson was so fucking spot on. How about Patrick Stewart's Professor Xavier? Wow, yeah. that's a... You know what? Damn. I'm torn with that because I thought no one could ever, ever, ever play Charles Xavier outside of that like McAvoy. Then McAvoy came around, and I'm like, holy shit. Well, come on, McAvoy. Same thing with no, Magneto, no, 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 no. man. Even in Magneto, you go. Uh, yeah, like uh, Ian, Mc, was Ian, Ian McKellen. No one could do it better than Ian, Ian McKellen. McKellen. Michael Fassbender comes in. Fassbender was probably better. <laughs> crazy. See, I don't yeah. know. Only because Fassbender's Magneto, you're getting more of just his story. <laughs> it it seems like it's centered it's around with McAvoy and Xavier. Yeah, right. Ian McKellen, it wasn't centered around him. He was just part Hello, of the. Hello, Charles. They're dynamic, back and forth, and they have a great friendship outside of the movie industry. Definitely. Um, it showed in the movie. It right, showed right. the respect that those two characters had for each other, and I think McAvoy and Fassbender might rival that if they can get another movie under their belt. I think they're done. Maybe maybe McAvoy comes back. We'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, um, guys, this has been a phenomenal episode tonight. Uh, I want to thank Gerald, Nick, Joelle, and our special guest, Wes. Um, make sure you guys check him out. Um, What's good? W-U-Z-G-O-O-D. Um, that man has his hands in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I can only hope but come close to some of the stuff that he's that he's doing out there. Right. Um, thank. I want to thank him again. And we gotta move to California, bro. We gotta move to California. Let's go. Um, I want to also give a shout out to Kanan, who wasn't able to be on tonight, right. but he will be back and better than ever next week. Right. Um, also stay tuned, guys. We will be going to see Justice League Dark this week. Woo! Give any more details outside of that? But we hey, do you guys want to know about it? I'll tell you the spoilers oh, right now. Oh, no, no, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Um, We're going to go see it this week, and then we will have a full review show next Saturday. Nice. We'll review it. All of us will review it. All of us will have seen it by then. Oh, we, we should have. I think Kanan said he already saw it. Dane saw it. We just got to get Nick to see it. Uh, Gerald saw it. So just me, you, and Vic are the only ones. Gerald's not going now? No, but. That shit's not going now. Um. But I want to thank everyone. Again, thank Wes, Joel, Dane, Nick, Gerald, and Kanan, who couldn't be here, but is with us in spirit. Poor spirit. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, thank you, guys, and we will see you same time next week. Dane, close us out. folks. <laughs> that was a very interesting always, way to close it out. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> I wish we had the sound. <laughs> like, um, well, Gerald once closed out an episode with Blue's Clues, so I mean, this oh. only fits. Um, all right, guys, we'll see you same time next week. All right, guys. Peace, bitches. Does he have college? Um, well.